0: Hello and welcome to another sports next door podcast. My name is Owen. Today is Tuesday, October 18th, Tuesday, and I'm joined as
1: I always am by my neighbor Max. How's it going, my friend, whenever we sit down to do these previews, I always am feeling frazzled going in. I still haven't found the right balance of common sense, head picks, heart picks and hate picks. And this year, not any different. Uh, So Sitting here uneasy, nervous energy, questioning some, uh, but uh, feeling so proud of that Heat number one pick last year. So hoping for one or two follow-ups like that, riding a bit of confidence off that. How are you doing?
0: Doing good as well. Uh, Looking forward to going into our NBA season preview. We we got caught sleeping on the NHL. Not going to lie there, (laughs) but uh, we're able to... Scrape things together last minute here as we are in the third quarter of Celtics Sixers, a game turning out to be very intriguing. Uh, <laughs> so don't want to spend too long here, but we got to give out our picks and predictions for the NBA season. Uh, looking forward to this one. This might be the deepest uh, talent pool we have seen in the league in in a very long time, probably since the last expansion, I would say. Uh, so lots of contenders on the table and lots of varying placement of teams and I think
1: uh, I think I'm going to get every single one of them right this year wow I'm so happy to hear that for you uh, <laughs> yeah I, I feel like more teams have improved and than, than not and the teams that haven't improved it's more of a stagnation and they've gotten significantly worse I can only really name two or three teams um My top 10s for each looking very, very similar from last year, though, with I think one or two switched out on each side.
0: Yeah, looking very similar for me as well, uh, which shows you that uh, some of those teams that had higher picks in the draft this year, however great they may be, are still searching for that certain uh, concoction
1: of elevate
0: them into the playoff race. Exactly. A little je ne sais quoi. Yeah, a little Montreal action there for you. <laughs>
1: well, I was thinking France, but uh...
0: ah, well, that's not what this podcast is about. But I could talk <laughs> about Victor Wembanyama yeah, every day. We'll uh, we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit of Montreal later on, a little bit of French Canadian later on. But until then, Max, I think we're gonna start in the Western Conference. Uh, we went East for Slasher, so this time we will go West Coast, Best Coast. And as we get started here, I can realistically say uh, off the top of my head that I've got eight, nine Western teams I think legitimately have a chance to make the NBA Finals. Wow. I, uh, I'd i go seven? Yeah, Still over half the conference in or around half the conference in both of those situations. if you went five years ago, you could probably pick two who you realistically thought were going to make the NBA finals. I think you'd pick one five years ago. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So goes to show the growth of talent and in uh, roster building that has happened in the NBA. Uh, and so on that note, the team with the most talent and depth in my opinion, best roster build, uh, and and the team that I think stands up really well with coaching as well is the Los Angeles Clippers at number yeah. one in my Western Conference.
1: I didn't see that coming. Uh, I went the full common sense route here and went with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, looking at their hot start last year without Thompson, uh, without Wiseman, looking at what they added later in the year, the progress of Jordan Poole, there were just two many things to ignore i could take one or two of them off but when i tried to stack any other team up against them i could get two three four strong points on the teams and the warriors still had them outgunned so i i saving the outlier picks for later uh what sold you on the clippers
0: well firstly uh, i mentioned this on the last podcast i believe they have the deepest plethora of wings that they can throw at teams and the league is built on wings that's where you have your success Uh, but they have the versatility to go up and down the lineup and adapt to other teams what they're throwing at them and they have two of the top 15 players in the league Kawhi Leonard now hasn't played a full season in quite some time but when he has been playing he has been a top five player in the league and he looks healthier than ever looks strong, uh, like he's more durable. And I, I'd say they'll still put him on a pitch count, but this team is good enough even without Kawhi on the floor to win games night in and night out. You think what last year Ty Lue was dealing with, starting lineups that consisted of G-leaguers and, and guys who had never been number one options or even number two or three options on teams, and he took them to the nine seed and won a, a first play-in game and took the Pelicans to a, a pretty close margin at the end there. So you just think about what he's got now. I, I, I'm just going to go through, basically list off the entire roster here, but Terrence Mann, uh, Marcus Morris, Luke Kennard, Norman Powell, Reggie Jackson, Robert Covington, Ivica Subach, uh, Nikola Batum, John Wall, Amir Coffey, Brandon Boston, and then I didn't name Kawhi and Paul George, right? ton a ton of wing depth, and then, of course, Zubach there at center, but uh, a ton of versatility, top coaching talent, and I think the Clippers this year are ready to finally ascend to what people thought they were going to be three years ago. I have Golden State too, uh, so not that far off in our picks there. Despite the Draymond Green controversy, winning solves everything, and that's all this team does. Uh, of course, the older core there with Curry Thompson Green, Igadala, probably won't see much of the floor. But then you've got this new core coming in Camingo, Wiseman, Looney, Poole, Moody, all guys that are going to have significant roles on this team this year. Uh, and that's without even mentioning Andrew Wiggins, Dante DiVincenzo, a new ad coming over from Milwaukee who will fit in well with this team. And then Jamichael Green as kind of that uh, power forward replacement will come in and give you some good minutes against another team's wing um, and, and take on some of the load that Draymond and Wiggins can't share night to night in in an 82-game season. So they have the higher, highest salary in the league out of any team, and they play with such joy and fun that the wins are going to stack up for this team just like they always do uh, when they touch the floor.
1: Yeah, for me, number two, I've got the Denver Nuggets. And this was the team where I really, uh, doing my research, a lot of people just looking at what, similar to what you said with the Clippers, really what Jokic and this team was able to do with a bunch of third, fourth string players, guys who realistically you would never conceive of starting any game, starting vast chunks of the season. Uh, when you take that level of play. Uh, from Jokic and what the rest of the team was able to do and then you add someone who was on the cusp of being like all-star second team NBA level talent, Jamal Murray, uh, someone who still has so much untapped potential in Michael Porter Jr. You throw them on the start, Uh, Jokic is going to have so much less to deal with. This bench and uh, depth that has now like gotten so much time in the starlight is going to feel like so much pressure is off their shoulders and thrive in that role
0: yeah
1: Uh, it really just thinking about it's the same as the clippers for me what you said that it feels like that there's just going to be they're going to be playing with 20 pounds off their backs and if they played a half of that, I I see the number two spot coming pretty easy to them. And I can really see them making a run at number one. Just the Warriors have more for me.
0: I have Denver at number three on my list. So continuing a a good trend there. Uh, Completely agree with everything you said. And 538 projections line up really well with what you're saying as well. After the Boston Celtics, the Nuggets are listed at the second best chance of making the finals and the second best chance of winning the NBA finals going into this season. Mathematically, uh, 538 gives them a 13% chance of winning the championship this year, uh, a 96% chance of making the playoffs, and a projected point differential of 4.9 points per game. Uh, Like you said, Jokic vying for a third straight MVP Uh, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't at least still continue to be in the conversation other than uh, voter fatigue. But the guys who you didn't mention that I'd love to point out are KCP, uh, Bruce Brown, and Aaron Gordon. Pieces Mm -hmm. that didn't play the majority of last year, or if they did, uh, or Gordon in this case just had to play up in his role, but with now, quarterback murray back kcp and bruce brown taking on that primarily defensive role it just shifts all those guys who were starting last year got this team to the sixth seed it shifts them into a more natural position in state and uh look for mr bones highland to have a breakout season as well coming off the bench he's up there in the six man of the year odds so really looking forward to this denver team
1: who you got three they have the los angeles clippers read. Don't think there's much to add to what you said. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, it's like he has a year off, two years off, a year on. He, he's ready for his year on. I don't know what we'll see from Paul George uh, in terms of health, but if these two are at 70, 80%, I see no reason why that can't take what we saw last year into a pretty high running. Uh, super high on Ty Lue as a coach as well. Uh, and a lot of hype for the John Wall edition coming off the offseason. I think mostly off of like Instagram highlights of the work he put on in the gym. Um, but I love that one, two um, punch combo. They're going to have great um, point guard management at any time throughout the 48 minutes with Reggie Jackson starting. So, yeah, pretty high on the Clippers as well. Just not quite at number one for me so our top three same three teams eh? yep yep pretty uh boring so far and i think
0: we'll see a lot of similarities as we continue to move on here the fourth place team i have listed is the phoenix Suns, who uh i take deep pride in picking as number one last year and and getting that Uh... correct but uh cp3 and booker have run the west now for two straight seasons i don't see much Mm -hmm. changing there um, and, of course, keeping that young core intact with, uh, with Mikael Bridges, uh, Aiden, and, and Cam Johnson, who did not get a contract extension. So keep an eye on that out of Phoenix. They don't like paying their young guys, which is bizarre. The other thing to look at here with Phoenix, why I have them slipping a little bit down the list, uh, is the Jay Crowder situation. Him wanting out uh, really takes a, a piece off of their wing depth and, and behind cam johnson and bridges really you're getting to tory crags and landry shamits which which are not as as solid an option as jay crowder who is only 29 by the way um so phoenix are going to be very consistent in, in a team that has a great level of continuity now uh they'll continue
1: to perform but i have them dropping down to fourth spot here so number four i've got the Grizzlies. Uh, it- I was torn where to put them exactly. Uh, it, like, maybe because I can't quite put my finger on what they did so well last year. It felt like so many intangibles, so much team chemistry. Uh, so all of that's still there, like no obvious reason for them to do any worse. It's a young team, they should be getting better. But just when you put it all down on paper and line them up against these other powerhouses, uh, it feels like something's still a bit lacking, so I can't put them at that elite tier that they showed themselves to be at last year. And I have them dropping a little. I guess the best logical reason I can put that on is you do something well enough for long enough and the league eventually figures it out to some degree. Uh, but uh, no reason this young team is going to get any worse, and everything they did well they should only really be improving on so i'm gonna go with them at number four
0: right i have memphis at five i've got the suns at five (laughs) so flip flop in there again uh yeah like you said memphis high floor team um they are a team that i think has lost some key pieces which is why they're sliding a little bit. I think a lot of experts have them picked even lower right now uh, in projections. It's going to be tough for them to start the season without Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, That's a big loss, but John Morant is going to be an MVP camp this year, and he's just so fun and exciting, and that is going to increase. They they finished their season 47-20 and last year, right? So they figure things out, even if it's a slow start. Taylor Jenkins is a great head coach, um, and just they play winning basketball very much like the Raptors and the Heat, it's a development team now that brings in anyone. Like Jake LaRavia and uh, and this other guy, Roddy that they picked in the draft this year are just going to come in and contribute because they will, because you know they will, because it's a Memphis product. So look and see, looking forward to seeing what this team has in store this year.
1: Sunset 5 was largely a CP3 hate pick for me <laughs> uh, to justify them dropping that hard. Uh, you sort of touched on it with Crowder being out, uh, Bridges not getting the extension, the whole Aiton thing, uh, the, the vibes coming off that exit to the Mavericks last playoffs, uh, the vibes coming off that lost red team from New Zealand earlier in the preseason. Just some, um, I, we're, I, We generally don't get into this stuff on the podcast, but all the vibes going around on the ownership of this team, there's just a lot off right now in phoenix and it's hard for me to imagine they're going to be able to play their best basketball in that situation especially in a situation where their floor leader is in the decline um booker 100 top 15 i think is indisputable player in the league I, I don't know if i can say top 10 is indisputable Uh but i i don't think that's going to be enough i i don't know what the usage and uh put out from Aiton is gonna look like and we're gonna learn a lot about him I think this year in terms of is it a despite all this I'm gonna go out and put my best or does it he let the situation affect him I'm leaning a little more towards the ladder also justifying this drop and yeah I got the suns at number five. And I got the Timberwolves at number six.
0: As do I. So we stay very consistent there. Uh, Minnesota, I think, is higher on a lot of people's boards than maybe mm-hmm. we have them at six. I think they're going to be less fun than people think. Yeah. You just look at Kyle Anderson, D'Angelo Russell, and Rudy Gobert, guys who typically play on teams that operate actually at a slower pace than... You'd want to run typically with a Carl Anthony Towns and an Anthony Edwards. So I think there's a bit of a style clash there between some of the players in the roster. They're still going to be a really good team with the amount of start power that they've put together. Um, They're going to win games. And I think they've got a really exciting bench full of names that not a ton of people know uh, with Austin Rivers, Toreen Prince, Nas Reed, Jordan McLaughlin, uh, and Jaden McDaniels, who could flip-flop with Anderson there in the starting lineup. I'll be intrigued to see how they work with that. Uh, but the Gobert thing will help them defensively. I just wonder if it inhibits the best version of this team uh, once, once they get out and transition and space the floor there with Cat at the five.
1: Yeah. I, I think just with so many unique and special pieces, there's a lot of winning potential, but it's going to take a lot of arranging, figuring out, trying different things. Uh, and kind of look back and think to the Celtics, how they really flipped that switch with Robert Williams defensively midway through last season. And not that it will be similar in terms of the substance of what they do, but maybe the form where it just they need to work through the system and see how they can best utilize all these pieces to let each other shine. Uh, a lot of people also really high on Anthony Edwards to have a big breakout this season, which so far it, Like, he's not been playing bad so far, and he's not exactly below his potential, so I don't know how high, uh, but looking to see relatively more from him, Uh, but if this team does figure that out, it's going to be a really, really fun team, and definitely one I'm looking forward to watching. Mavericks at 7 for you. Yes, sir. (laughs) Um, This is a team
0: that 538 has very highly projected, have them ranked as the third best team. Uh, I should say Memphis is the the third best team in the league, and then Mavericks ranked as the third best team in the West, projected record of 50 and 32, plus 3.6 point differential, uh, with a 6% chance of winning the NBA title given to the Dallas Mavericks. So uh, tied with the Warriors, the Heat, and the Hawks there um, for for some of the best odds, which is an interesting grouping of teams. Mm-hmm. But uh, you talk about a, a team where they do one thing and, and it starts to get figured out. How much this season do we see teams just fully take the ball out of Luka's hands? Because even more so than previous years where he had maybe a Porzingis um, to, to lean on, I don't know if he has the lighted up guy, but at the same time, you could see Tim Hardaway Jr. coming back, Christian Wood, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie being those guys as well. I think they've got a great team and they just have a high floor because of the defensive uh, presence that they've brought. Just a better defensive team once they traded Porzingis and that's what led them on their run. But it's really hard to see them beating some of these top six teams above them night after night. And I think... This is a bit of a hedge against Luca missing any sort of time because they'll they'll lose some games without him, uh, but he's probably in the best shape of his career coming off of Eurobasket, and I think this team could ascend much higher, uh, but I see them having a move to make. Um, they're just so dependent on one player that's suited a little bit better for the playoffs, but in the regular season grind, uh, I see them slipping a little bit in the standings.
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh offensively i really like the switch of porzingis for dinwiddie it kind of goes against common sense like you want your guard and then if your guard's your best player you want your second best player to be different and usually a big defensively i'm not sure they can do it again again it's an on paper you add it all up and something seems to be missing so i'm waiting a little uh and i can't believe i'm blanking who signed with the knicks which oh brunson yeah uh he also carried a huge load for them And was a big contributor i i don't think wood is gonna make up for that uh so i will say if the mavericks are top four uh i want like a betting parlay option that like puts it on if that then i want luca for mvp but it would just he would have to have like a 2018 harden type of season i think to bring the mavericks there and maybe but betting against it
0: definitely possible but you're comparing it to a a league where the talent is just deeper harden Mm. could do that uh four or five years ago and get away with it but like we said teams are just better now and and that is, it's going to need even more than a hardened 2018 season. All, all right. right. These last eight. three are
1: where I went a little wild. So
0: All right. How wild are we talking here? Because I have the Pelicans at eight. I guess not that wild
1: because I also do.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, Zion, that is all. We can yeah. move on. No, I'm go. kidding. Uh, just him with Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum doing their thing. Uh, Last year, as well as Jonas Valanciunas, this team is going to score so many points. They're going to be impossible to defend, or at least I hope so. Uh, But at the same time, they are going to give up a boatload of points. And it's going to be up to guys like Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones, Jackson Hayes, Larry Nance, Najee Marshall to play defense to make up for it but you only ever see one, maybe two of those guys on the floor at the same time with this combination of scores. So Pelicans have a much deeper roster than they have in previous years. I could see them going up the the rankings a little bit and surprise some teams. I think Zion MVP talk has is, is already, the rumblings have started. If he is looks anything like he did when he was healthy, uh, plus having more experience of getting more reps while he was recovering. And then you just think about the guys I haven't mentioned. Devontae Graham, solid bench player. Trey Murphy could have a breakout year because he started to show some things as a as a lengthy wing. And then this Dyson Daniels pick is a fascinating one as well. He has already shown that he uh, fills in some of the margins. A very Herb Jones-esque type prospect again. And him and Herb on the court at the same time would be a ton of length and a ton of defense. Uh, but Dyson Daniels also a great playmaker. So fascinating to see. How the Pelicans end up putting all of these pieces together. I think this team has a really high ceiling, but they have to figure that
1: out, which is why
0: I've slated them in the plan game
1: here at eight. A definitely a pretty high variable team, but it, we've got the Nuggets, the Clippers, and the Pelicans as well. Just teams of, okay, you did this well last year, missing like such important pieces of your roster. Add those pieces back, and surely you have to improve. Uh,
0: really fun i will match. watch all zion games
1: as year. It, it's <laughs> must watch he's a freakazoid yeah it's gonna be a fun comeback story because a lot of rumblings again sitting out all last year about the work ethic the mentality uh bust on the projections and uh, three games and the narrative is gonna do a complete 180 yeah. and i cannot wait for it
0: We'll have to pick up the pace here so we can get through the Eastern Conference. I have the LA Lakers at 9. Yes, sir. can't, Can't bet against LeBron and AD, even though they didn't really fix anything. Russ could be traded. They're going Russ, Beverly, Walker, James, AD tonight as their starting lineup. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, Thomas Bryant, Schroeder, and Lonnie Walker are the offensive pieces they brought in, which are fine and will get the LeBron bump, but I don't think they move the needle. And then their three best defenders are Juan Toscano-Anderson, Patrick Beverly, and Wenyan Gabriel outside of Anthony Davis. And I just don't think this gets the job done. And they're too old, and they're going to try and just dig games out. And in a league that's much too talented, uh, I think Russ has to get traded for this team to have any sort of potential to vie
1: for the NBA title this season. I see the trade happening, but someone's got a bench him Uh if if and when they do that, some improvement like you basically my these last two picks were just which teams have too many superstars and too much talent to fully commit for the Web Ben Yama tank. And yeah uh, well they don't have their pick. New Orleans has it. Right, right. Oh my God. But like you're just not going to get the tank out of a team with LeBron and uh, AD regardless. And they know injury was some of it, but their record with like LeBron and AD wasn't that different than without. Uh, so just based on the hype, based off what they've done, expecting some adjustments, some improvements. Uh, but enough to get them into the playoffs, but not more than that.
0: 1300 points away is LeBron from the all-time scoring crown. Something they'll keep an eye on. And number 10, I have the Sacramento Kings. Okay.
1: I have got the Portland Trailblazers.
0: Interesting. I have Sacramento edging out Portland because I see the Trailblazers as more of a tank candidate if Lillard is unhappy or if they want to go towards Wembenyema. Whereas Sacramento has a playoff drought to end uh and they actually have a decent top six or seven, which is what you haven't seen from Sacramento in a while, right? on name your, their starting lineup here. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Hoarder, uh, Harrison Barnes, Damana Sabonis, and Rashawn Holmes. Not too shabby. And Fox Sabonis, that combo was great for them in late stages of the season last year. They've also got Malik Monk, uh, potential Rookie of the Year candidate, Keegan Murray, and uh, Davion Mitchell, who they drafted last year all as options for them off the bench with some firepower there. And I think this
1: will allow them to sneak over some tanking teams. I like the logic for everything except uh, it's the Kings. So I'm going to bet against them. If they make the play and then get bounced, I feel like the playoff drought still continues. So even if they sneak in there, I'm not sure that's guaranteed. Uh, it, this definitely a heart pick of just... I don't want to see dame on a tanking team and i don't want to see him submit to that whereas i can see the kings that happening a lot easier but in terms of depth i'll give you that one Uh, i'm gonna stick with the treadlazers though at number 10.
0: we move on to the eastern conference where um, maybe the game tonight goes a long way in deciding this even though there are 82 Uh, but i do have the Philadelphia 76ers as my Do number I. one seed. All right, all right. Uh, they were almost the one seed last year, despite uh Embiid Harden missing some time, uh, and and just not figuring out their roster yet. I think they're gonna gel a lot s- smoother this year to start. 538 gives them the fourth best title odds at 7% and a projected record of 50 and 32. Uh Harden and Embiid, Maxi Harris, Tucker is a fantastic starting five, and they've added uh, the Anthony Milton um, and and Danielle House, who will play great roles for them along with the shooting with Shake Milton and and George Niang, and then the defense with Matisse Thybul. Just a good variety of depth and options, and I think Montrez Harrell is a great upgrade over Dwight Howard. However, you think about him, but it's really the one-two punch of Harden and Embiid is going to give teams especially in the regular season fits night to night in the playoffs things change uh, but in the regular season for sure
1: these guys are going to eat yeah 100% I think Maxie slowly sneaking his way into being just as important as a contributor as those two if that's possible um, certainly in the preseason we'll see as the regular season goes underway And yeah, this is the first in three seasons we're going to see James Harden at 100% fully committed from the get-go. If the first half of the 76ers-Celtics game is any indication, this team might set an all-time NBA record for free throws. Um, So yeah, and whatever, playoffs are a different story, but this is a great regular season team. I got the Bucks at number two.
0: As do I. Um, one word is Giannis. Other words are Lopez's back with Serge Ibaka, Bobby Portis, uh, as other options there to run at the five or four, some good versatility in the front court there that gives teams trouble. And then Javon Carter and Jordan and Mora will grow as players in the backcourt. Um, they are going to get off to a rougher start there. Uh, and the reason why I didn't pick them number one is they're missing Middleton and Connerton to start the season. Uh, So we will get a little bit more Grayson Allen action. Uh, But just Giannis is going to carry this team night in and night out. He's just such a consistent monster in the regular season. I'm surprised Milwaukee doesn't get the same love from 538 as it does from us here, uh, projected for a 49 and 33 record but still make the playoffs and still, I think, is the team to beat if they're fully healthy. Um, And and especially when they get Joe Ingles back later in this season, that's going to be a massive pickup for them come playoff time. Yeah, this this
1: team is too good for how quiet they were last year. And so I'm expecting for them to be looking to make an impact right from the get-go and have a really strong regular season. Um, going back to that, those like Years where they were the number one team in the East. I just think the Seventy Sixers have too much depth and talent for the Bucks to quite reach that level.
0: Number three, Boston,
1: Boston Celtics. Celtics.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there you go. We're uh, we're in lockstep tonight with the predictions. Uh, the Boston Celtics, beloved by five thirty eight. They were beloved last year in the math. They are the favorites in betting odds for the NBA title. Projected record of 57 and 25. That would be the best record in the league. Uh, Projected point differential plus six, 97% chance of making the playoffs. And they are given a 21%
1: chance of winning the NBA finals. That is a one in five. I like bet against that and make any money because that seems way too (laughs) high. You wouldn't get great odds on it. But uh, yes, Celtics are loved.
0: And I honestly think I'd be right on board with them if it wasn't for this uh, coaching change and and what has happened there with Emei Udoka, although the assistant coach here, Missoula, has shown some great things early on in the season, not afraid to go small. We saw that with a starting backcourt of Smart White tonight in the season opener against Philadelphia. And just, I think their best five will eventually be Brogdon, Smart, Brown, Tatum, and one of Al Horford or Robert Williams which is pretty fearsome and unstoppable uh, probably the best two-way lineup in the league that they can do and and the continuity there i think they have a fantastic top six and with robert williams out to start we'll get more al horford grant williams action but the malcolm brogdon pickup was exactly what this team needed and They're going to be fantastic again come playoff time. I think their depth is going to hurt them a little bit in the regular season with Blake Griffin, Sam Hauser, Peyton Pritchard, Grant Williams, uh, Cabin Gala, and Derek White, not up to maybe some of the bench groups of the other teams, but their top six is going to get them so many wins, and uh, it was tough for me to put them as low as three.
1: Yeah, I I did think about it, but with Ijoku and Williams out, I, I couldn't put them as high is that I thought these odds were kind of strange not considering those things, or it makes me wonder where they would have been projected without those things riding against them. Uh, I think the backcourt depth is some of the most fearsome when you, like, I, I like White and Pritchard coming off the bench, uh, if Brogdon continues to come off the bench, he gets my vote for six men of the year just Mm -hmm. off of what he can do. Uh, there is going to be a bit of an interesting ego thing there, like if they look to get brogged in the starting role, uh, where Smart fits in, because he did take on that point guard role, whereas historically with this team, he's been the uh, two guard defend and defender first. So some juggling there to make happen. Uh, and yeah, I, I think the front court depth is really going to hurt them without Williams. Uh, So that's going to be something they're going to struggle with this first half of the season. But just the points you're going to get from Tatum and Brown. uh, Smart is going to give you great defense there. This team's system still is going to work even without Williams. There's going to be small hiccups, but they'll smooth them out eventually. And yeah, I can't sit them any lower than number three.
0: Number four, the Miami Heat. Okay, I went with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Interesting. Uh, I have Cleveland at five, uh, but Miami here at four. Heat Culture and Eric Spolstra, they just mm-hmm. get wins. Um, I think a bench unit of Gabe Vincent, Omar Youth 7, Max Struess, Victor Oladipa, and a very fun prospect in Nikola Jovic. is <laughs> uh, just Heat Culture, man. They They grow dudes out of the ground to play hard every night, and that's going to give them a ton of wins as that bench unit outperforming other teams uh, for those consistent minutes. I worry about their size come playoff time. PJ Tucker's a big loss, and he was their Giannis Tatum stopper, which now doesn't exist. But regular season-wise, their depth and their systems are, are going to get them wins night in and night out.
1: Yeah, I, I would just worry a bit about the injuries that, uh, that he dealt with last year and don't see any reason this will continue. And see them as one of those teams where stagnation is regression with the rest of the league improving so much. Uh, example A, the Cleveland Cavaliers, a team with so much youth, so much potential, so much fun. Uh, we saw so many exciting things last season, uh, especially the competitiveness. They This was an 82-game push from this team. Uh, they made as much of an impact as they could. And they've just got to be buzzing with Donovan Mitchell uh, being added. He's him and Darius Garland are going to make this offense so exciting, uh, and the spacing that's going to give for Mobley to just find his rhythm, find his zone, do his thing. And when he does that, he's going to be so near unstoppable. Uh, I, I think that mix of these different fun pieces and the mentality, the chip on their shoulder, the fact that this is a team that has something to prove and isn't going to coast at any point during the regular season has me projecting them pretty high
0: yeah i them five there um you've really talked me into maybe racing them up the rankings here like you said mitchell is the perfect piece for this team to fit in i don't love what they have to figure out with karis lavert in that sense now as as a bench player who maybe wants a little bit bigger of a role but Mobley and Allen are going to cover so many things defensively for a team that has two guards who don't play a ton of defense. Uh, and then Isaac Okoro as well, who can't shoot, but will f- probably uh, play the wing there, or Dean Wade will be the starting three. Uh, they'll get some decent defense there. And then guys like Kevin Love um, and, and Chetty Osman off the bench, providing some veteran leadership. It just It's a team that was fifth place before injuries last year and and they're only growing from here so i have them staying in the same spot but i could see them flipping in front of miami there for the four seed took a quick break there to talk the next team on both of our respective lists max who do you have
1: five you made me waver a little with the heat especially because i have them so high but i'm sticking with my gut and going with the toronto raptors number five uh this it's such a bloodbath of an eastern conference for a team without that like top elite tier that tatum that Embiid that Giannis it's so hard to break into that level but the raptors have consistently done such a good job finding ways to adapt and make up for it uh i i we're bleeding here between picks uh but when i compare them to the heat who are were jostling with that number five spot for me. Uh, the difference was just the Raptors are younger. I think they did got better in the off season. I really like the Porter Jr. pickup uh, when he is available to play for them. I loved seeing Siakam rediscover some of his game last year. I'll leave Scotty to you and just say that I did not listen to a word The slander about OG not being happy with his role on this team. Uh, My boy is growing into the perfect player and we're going to see more improvements coming this year. Uh, The hometown bias for sure is real here, but that doesn't make it valid or that doesn't not make it valid. I'm going with the Raptors number five.
0: Gotta send you a jersey in the mail. I think that's got to be the Christmas present this year.
1: It's so... They they only sell, like, one. They'll have, like, seven of Siakam's, five of Scottie's, six of Reds, and there's, like, only ever one Ananobi jersey. And it's never, like, the best style. Okay. Well, say no more, my friend.
0: <laughs> say no more. Uh, the Toronto Raptors, a team that I am terrified always to pick and choose. I, <laughs> those who choose to slander me will remember I did not pick them to make the playoffs last year. Um, So that was a a rather dark stain on my otherwise stellar reputation. Uh, But this year I am as equally as terrified because of how on board the American media and statistics are with this team. Everyone is riding the Raptors train and they have, let me see. Off they have the tenth best odds here to win the NBA title at five percent. They have a projected record of fifty and thirty-two. That is one win better than the Milwaukee Bucks.
1: Yeah.
0: In the five thirty-eight projections, and as much as I love the Raptors, uh, six was as high as I could go with them, just due to the lack of offense that they continue to be able to not generate. Um, Gary Trent is their best shooter, and. He may come off the bench for them, uh, and and however great of a shooter Otto Porter is, uh, I love that pickup as well. He's just he's it's not going to be there yet, uh, so you're relying on OG, on Scotty, on Fred, on Pascal to play big big minutes again. Um, Ken Birch will play for this team in a solid role. I think there's room for uh, guys like Banton and Flynn and Coloco and. To to grow into their role but it's it's once again seven or eight guys on this team that are going to play a ton of minutes and that's going to lead to regular season success uh, with the switching and and the versatility that they have and they're going to play great defense but when it comes down to crunch time there are going to be some winnable games that they miss the mark on and so I have them just sneaking over uh, the play-in
1: watermark into the sixth seed Mm like I said before for my number six the heat Uh, This one is haunting my conscience more than anything else because I feel like I'm betting against a lot of things I shouldn't be betting against. I just, I I don't see it, what they did last season being replicated. Um, I don't know why, but I feel like the injury bug gonna, it bit them last year and they weathered it. I feel like it's gonna be harder to weather. Uh, as high as I am on Butler Adebayo, as you said, losing Tucker is a big loss. Uh, Lowry one year further removed. Gabe Vincent showed us some great things in the playoffs, so maybe he'll step up more and fill that void there. Uh, This one might come back to bite me, but I'm going to stick with him at number six. They need Tyler Hero to take another step there. That's going to be key for them. He's going to have to generate so much offense for them through big stretches of the game. And he can do it for small stretches, but I don't know if he can do that for 25, 30 minutes consistently.
0: Be interesting to find out, number seven, Max, I have a team that was impossible to place in the rankings, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. And have Toronto just eking them out for the play-in spot here, which means Brooklyn would be in the play-in games, which would be a sight to behold. Uh, But the ceiling of this team is maybe higher than any other in in the league. And that is because you have a Defensive Player of the Year candidate and you have two of the greatest scorers the game has ever seen, all sharing the floor at the same time. Uh, And you add one shooter, one of Curry, Harris, uh, there, And and one defender, and that's maybe Royce O'Neal, or maybe it's Nick Claxton or De'Ron Sharp. Um, But this team it just has so much top-tier talent that that's going to carry them through the significant chunks of this season. Uh, The biggest worry, of course, is the off-court stuff and how that will affect team chemistry. And then on the court, I worry about their size. Nick Claxton is the center here, biggest guy on their team. And, and he'll get moved around a lot and then I think we'll see a lot of KD at the five games for this team uh, as Steve Nash gets a little bit crazy with things uh, but if this team doesn't get off to a good start and they start losing some games it could go downhill pretty fast so kind of had to hedge them and put them right in the middle there of the standings
1: yeah he, you either bet on everything going right for this team and it's the top three team Or you bet on something going wrong, whether it's a KD injury, Kyrie sitting out, Simmons getting heckled, uh, chemistry and role issues between Simmons and Kyrie, take your pick. And then you look at the depth of this team and after those guys you mentioned, I don't think there's much there. Uh, So once like one of those big guys goes out, it's just going to be really hard to fill that void. Looking at where we put the Lakers in the West, we're still riding these star players much, much higher. I guess a relatively weaker division helps as well. Uh, But it's in the middle between, this should be a top team. If everything goes wrong and it goes to complete chaos, this team isn't gonna make the playoffs. So you ride somewhere in that middle spot. Uh, It's honestly been refreshing having all the excitement of. All these other great teams to kind of take a second and not think about all the nets off-port drama uh but i'm sure i'll get right back into that as soon as it inevitably starts happening at some point in the regular season we
0: got number eight i got the chicago bulls
1: as do i wow (laughs) we are we are step for step i I did not think I thought you'd uh, listen to the talk about putting the Bulls out of the playoffs or, like,
0: right at the bottom. I actually went the other way. I think they're overlooked and perhaps could be higher
1: on this list. 538 had them ridiculously low, eh?
0: Had them really low, but, uh, they, yeah, so a 35-47 and projected record, I think a big piece of that is them not having Lonzo Ball Mm and the defense that they're going to miss from from the guard position, but... And and DeMar is never going to... Go well in simulations. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It doesn't work out statistically, but this team was the five seed last year in the Eastern Conference. And Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Nikola Vucevic are three guys who put up a ton of points. And they're just looking for a combination of Ayu Kobe White, uh, Alex Caruso. Patrick Williams to kind of put together so this lineup can can float and they just have enough established talent that they're going to win games over teams that don't have a number one guy because they have two two a guys um, three kind of number one options at one point or another that can drive your team for a significant portion of time playoffs wise they're going to struggle but regular season I have them I have them smack dab there in the middle of the plan
1: Yeah, like you said, no loans are ball gonna hurt. I I think this team in a funny spot, where like we were talking last year, the hype, the buzz, what this team is doing, it's gonna land them a big off season. We didn't see that happen. Guys like Vujovic, DeRozan, I wanna say DeRozan's still getting better. He has still been getting better over the years. I don't know if that's still gonna be the case this year. Uh, but DeSumo, Williams, uh, they're going to raise the level as maybe there's some stagnation on the other end, so of balance balances out for me. And yeah, I, I, this team really struggled against top teams last year, which kind of makes them an easy pick to say, okay, I don't see them beating any of these teams above them, but I see them consistently beating all those other teams, so it doesn't land them a great spot. Uh, but... I. Kind of hoping they can prove me wrong here, uh, but definitely putting them in the top 10. Nine. I got the Hawks.
0: <laughs> so do I. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, a team that that has some good pieces still. They moved some of them in the offseason. Uh, lost Cam Reddish and Kevin Herter, but still have a starting lineup of... Trey Young, Dejounte Murray, uh, two top-tier young talents at the guard position. DeAndre Hunter, who just got his new extension. Of course, John Collins and Clint Capella rounding out the front court. And this was a team now two years removed from the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, with still a bunch of continuity. The best case scenario for this team is Dejounte Murray handles the ball a little bit more, so that Trey Young can work off ball. Um, it's a team that is primed for a trade of some kind to do a 3 for 1 to to accelerate the path but still some solid young pieces I just don't think they're going to play enough of enough defense uh to maintain wins in, in against a talented eastern conference uh but still really solid and I could see them grow, going up the leaderboard if if Trey goes
1: supernova Yeah this this was a pick against the stats one for me I- remember where you said 538 had them but hard for me to wrap my head around i think just the style of ball this team generates the lack of defense loses too many games for me to really buy in and believe in it still so much talent but they're gonna get wins Uh, they're gonna blow up teams defenses at points and uh i'm happy to put them number nine all things considered, I could see them finishing a couple spots higher than that uh, ahead of a Bulls, and maybe one of these other teams I've rode a little too high on, but for I'm going to pick the number 9. And then the number 10 spot, the only switch I made of a team that did not make the playoffs last year, um, I'm going with the Knicks, uh, taking out the Hornets. I, guessing that's the same same from you yes I think RJ Barrett breakout
0: season loading Um, Tibbs will have them play hard and play as starters a ton of minutes every night which is going to lead to some wins over (laughs) other tanking teams Uh, and another team waiting for a trade Uh, but they'll have wins off of effort now Orlando and Detroit are two teams I took a long look at just with how fun the young cores they have together are building uh but in the end I couldn't pull the trigger on those teams I couldn't either with the Wizards uh or the the Pacers or the Hornets cuz those teams I just find so dull and boring um and and yeah it's had to be the Knicks in the end but that really after 9 in the east it drops off significantly in terms of talent and and expectations uh but i think uh, really i'm just cheering for the canadian there in rj barrett
1: yeah i i mean the hornets losing one of their most significant players Uh, i think the knicks in comparison great free agency pickup Uh, the one year removed from all the hype randall gonna have less pressure more space to operate so expecting a bit of a bounce back season from him and yeah Just when I look at the other five teams in the East, uh, the Knicks' talent and depth comes out ahead of those, so I give them the number 10 spot. All right, well, 40 minutes was always ambitious to get through this, eh? But we got there.
0: We did, just over the, uh, the mark there, but that's all right. We'll fly through these last things here. Finals picks. Drum roll, please not bad. Uh, I have the Milwaukee Bucks and the Los Angeles Clippers. So two teams there in the top two in their respective conferences. Home court advantage will be critical. I think Milwaukee's the best team in the league. Uh, fully healthy, uh, no holds bars. I think Giannis is the best player and, and truly unstoppable when he has the right pieces around him. And then on the other side, Clippers like i said ton of wing depth to throw at teams uh with john well reggie jackson combo at guard as well just too much firepower there with leonard and george at their peaks operating that i think the clippers will have the the depth to make it through the playoffs as well so that is my nba finals prediction
1: that's also mine though i'm praying to see the mavericks and luca get through the clippers in the playoffs but um i i think the clippers Come playoff time, if they have a healthy Kawhi and Paul George are going to shut down any other team and be unstoppable. And for all the same reasons, I like the Bucks in the regular season. I like them just as much in the playoffs. Uh, but I cannot pick between the two for the playoffs or for the finals win.
0: Mm. MVP. Yamas. Yeah, Giannis, Rookie of the Year. Oh, Paulo. I got Keegan Murray. Yeah. Because I have Sacramento making the playoffs, whereas the rest of these guys don't see them there. So Ben Carroll, Jabari Smith, Jaden Ivey, uh, Shaden Sharp, and Benedict Matherin, two Canadians making the list of Rookie of the Year candidates. I'm really pumped to watch both of these guys. They showed off some major athleticism in the preseason, uh, so they'll be much must-watches for me uh, in an otherwise really boring Indiana and Portland teams, but I will watch it for them. Coach of the year. I,
1: I, I have Ty Lue. It's between uh, Bickerstaff and Lou in my head, but neither of them I can quite justify because i don't have either of them at the top but you always look for that improvement from last season uh, but i don't know how the fact that the clippers improvement from last season largely boils down to getting two healthy players back uh, but you still Other have to another candidate it there is michael malone yeah but for all the same reasons i'm kind of like is the panel gonna rate it that <laughs> highly <laughs> he didn't switch much up. he just got some new pieces fair enough Uh, so it's a tough one for me likewise I've got nothing on defensive player
0: I'm gonna go Joel Embiid with the full season of James Harden it's gonna take a little bit of offensive load off of Joel and allow him to fully embrace the the thing that he loves to be and that is a shot blocker uh and rim protector and I think his athletic peak and not having to carry a team night in night out is going to allow him to uh, eat up the defensive side uh, and and centers. After the Marcus Smart blip, I think voters are going to go back to centers because of how uh, things changed when it came to the playoffs early there for Marcus Smart and some of the backlash that happened. So Embiid is up there, of course, with Gobert and Giannis. Uh, for, for that one dark horse there's evan mobley keep an eye on him although i don't think he'll get the looks with jared allen on the team who also is a great defender
1: yeah it's the same reason i'm not even considering Jokic on the mvp third time yeah. right when you just add the ta- like what you do in isolation and with adversity really seems to shape the narrative these past few years which i'm not against so
0: there you have it Congrats to the Boston Celtics, winners of the first game of the NBA season. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, both with 35 points. So
1: that's Getting, what
0: there, getting their seasons off to a terrific start. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, their third highest scorer on the team with 16. Boston, man, looks really good. However, on the other side, James Harden, a 35, 8, and 8. Uh, Joel Embiid, 26 and 15. Great starts to their seasons as well think both those teams will be chasing each other throughout the season um we've got lakers warriors coming up next which should be a fun one i'm thinking golden state blowout (laughs) Uh, but we'll we'll just find out when this airs uh tomorrow and we'll talk to everyone on sunday
1: sir looking forward to the sweet sound of splashes throughout the night as i edit this podcast and get it up in the morning thank you everyone for listening and sticking with us if you've made it this far. Sports next door signing out